Okay, so this is part two of our conversation with Thomas. And if you haven't watched part one, don't even watch this episode. Just hold up, go back, watch part one. You're going to definitely want to see that before you join us for part two next. Okay, so you uh, had just finished talking about how you had a conversation with your dad and he's kind of concerned that your mom has messed with your mind and not given a good story Mm -hmm. of him. Uh, But that wasn't the case at all. She was a godly woman and tried to kind of protect that situation. Mm -hmm. Uh, But after this conversation that you had with him, she decides to sit down with you and tell you from her side of the story what happened, correct? Yeah, yeah, because what happened was in the summer of 2019, uh, that's when, when I was canvassing. He right. reaches out to me, and I'm about to leave for college towards the end of August. Right, so, you're, so before you go to college... I'm back at home. Right. My mom, I, I don't know if, if it was the conversation that I had with my dad or yeah. what, but just somehow she felt moved to now start opening up and share... Uh, from her perspective, what happened. You're 18, you need to know. I'm 18, and I guess I need to know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So what'd she, what'd she say? Uh, she she began to share a little bit of what she went through okay. uh, in uh, in the genocide. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, a couple of things are sensitive. I probably shouldn't Oh, yeah, say. no, I, yeah, sure, of course, <laughs> I probably of course. probably shouldn't, should, shouldn't share. But yeah, whatever you want to share is perfect. <laughs> but, you know, ultimately, like, I mean, she that's when she, she started telling me about, you know, uh, the abuse that she experienced oh. from my father. You know, um, there's one, one, one traumatic experience she, she mentioned. You know, I was in, in the womb seven months. Uh, my mom was pregnant. My dad just came home angry and just hit her. Oh. Uh, I mean, a woman who's pregnant seven months. Right. Um, she said she went to the hospital. She was in a coma, I think she said, for two days, if I'm not oh. mistaken. That's what I, what I heard from her. Um, yeah, and just so many stories of what she experienced from him. But she, it's not like she was intentionally trying to paint a negative picture of him. Sure, it's just, this uh, is what just, happened. Like, this is what happened. I'm just trying to keep it real. Uh, and Why I left. In fact, um, m- when I told you that my parents separated, it was more like my mom kind of just kind of ran away. Right. Basically, like, she took me and my two sisters and like, oh, I'm leaving. Yeah. I can't continue experiencing this abuse. Yeah. And that's what led her to go to the refugee camp. Wow. And that's why she was adamant that she would never get married again. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. No. I, how I, how could you blame her? Right. How, how long was she in the refugee? Were you guys in the refugee camp? Ooh, uh, ooh. I was young. I'd probably say maybe six, seven years. Wow. So you yeah. lived in a refugee camp for six or seven years around there. I'd say. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. a long time. Yeah, it's a long time. And do you have a lot of memories of that or no? I have a couple memories here and there. Um, yeah. Your, your sisters probably my sisters more. Yeah, yeah yeah of course um in the refugee camp like i mentioned to you why i knew seven languages mm-hmm. it's because we had people from different countries who were running away from uh civil wars that had taken place mm-hmm. so you have people from angola uh who spoke portuguese you mm-hmm. want to speak to them you got to learn their language mm-hmm. uh, you had people from uh, drc um people from burundi rwanda and yeah yeah was there school for you in the refugee camp? There was school. There was school. Um, 
I was the slow type. <laughs> like I, I was a slow kid. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. a slow. I was a slow kid in school. My mom tells me she, she said I'd come back from school like with my papers or my books all crampled yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she started praying. She said, "Lord, I don't know about this child <laughs> if he's getting <laughs> educated or not." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. but I mean, how could you even focus? I just when when you say a refugee camp, what does that look like? Are you what what does housing look like? Oh, I mean, it's like. You know, um, it's like huts, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like it's like huts, uh, houses made out of mud and dry grass. Those are the type of homes. Um, what was yeah. food? Did you would, did your mom make meals? Did you, was it yeah, like a yeah. place they went to? Farming. Um, okay, so you had to us, find your us, own food. All of us were farmers, and of course, you know, there was a market. There was a market. You can uh-huh. buy food. People were transporting stuff from the city, and people who did farm, they bring their stuff to the market to sell. And that's, well, how did she make money? How did she make money? How did you, I mean, if you didn't grow it, like how did she acquire food? How did she acquire food? Well, um, the government give her, the government did also, they did also provide, uh, food for the, uh, refugees. The staple food that you see in most African countries is something called fufu. Mm -hmm. Basically it's like cornmeal. Um, and you make it in such a way where it's, it kind of becomes hard. It's just water and cornmeal becomes Mm -hmm. hard. And then, uh, you use whatever vegetables or whatever. Mm. And you eat with that, yeah. So you're there, and your 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 mom and now stepfather are like, mm-hmm. hey, we want a better life, and so you you move to uh, to the U.S. Um, let's get back to this with your father. Uh, you're 18 now. You now know, your mom gives you like, hey, this is my version of the story. Your dad talks to you a little bit. Are you now in like? weekly periodic conversations with your father or or you, you you've talked to him at 15 you talked to him at 18 what what happens then yeah i mean there's still a little bit of hatred there's mm-hmm. a, uh, a little bit of hatred that was in my heart uh so i, I didn't really talk to him uh, okay. he had my number but i didn't really talk to him i got off social media i deleted social media i was in school and god just convicted me to get rid of it mm-hmm. um and so <laughs> I didn't. I didn't have access to him. He didn't have access to me. He right. didn't have my number. He just had my social media account, Facebook, and so we didn't talk for a little bit while I was in college. Somehow he got my phone number, and yeah, he would try to reach out here and there. And even in college, I can I can tell you, you know, <laughs> I still had a little bit of a hatred inside. Right. Yeah. Um. Let me just pause on this. I. I okay. So. Here's some of the statistics of of uh, uh, that I, I found on um, father absence crisis in America. This is the National Fatherhood Initiative. We'll throw this up on the screen. Mm-hmm. Um, according to this uh, this group, uh, one out of every four um, kids in America grow up without a biological step step or even adoptive father at home mm-hmm. so that mm-hmm. this isn't a this is a big deal this isn't a you know just for someone who came from a different country obviously this is a big issue four times greater risk of poverty when dad's not in the home mm-hmm. um and just, oh, just more likely to go to prison more likely to commit a crime seven times more likely to become pregnant as a teen um twice as likely to drop out of school so they, i mean this is a this is a big thing and but that wasn't your situation. These these things that I'm seeing here. I mean, obviously, you were dealing with some anger as you were working through this. But, um, man, 
this wasn't your case. How how wasn't this your situation? What what happened to you? Were there people in your life? Um, was it your faith? Like, how did how did you not become a statistic? Um, well, um, I'm not you know I'm not not necessarily perfect because I I have my flaws. Um, you know you you one of the statistics that you read there uh, talked about teen pregnancy. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, one of my siblings mm-hmm. um, was a mother. You know, sure, at, sure. At, a, at a teenage age uh, age. And um, for me, I would say it's it's because of the prayers of my mother, mm-hmm. the prayers of my mother, and the calling that God had for me since I was a child, and the fact that He He placed that uh, for me uh, in childhood, and right. then brought it back. Right, like I'm I'm fin- I finished junior year, I'm about to become a senior. That's the yeah. time when you're deciding what to do in life. Uh, the fact that God calls me at that time again, that in a sense kind of prevented me from a lot of things, but. At the same time, at the same time as a teenager, I mean, I wrestled with some stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wrestled with some stuff, and that's why I was angry because mm-hmm. I was I was asking myself with my dad. That's why I was angry with my dad. I was asking myself why wasn't he present in my life mm-hmm. to show me how to be a man, right? You know how to handle certain difficulties. You know, like. I'm going through puberty. Nobody tells me. <laughs> nobody right. tells me about the puberty phase. You know how right. to react, how to you know how to handle yourself, and so forth, and so on. And yes, I had a stepdad, uh, but just finding out recently that also, yeah, he had his father. He didn't necessarily have his father present in his life, mm-hmm. so he couldn't really give me what he didn't get himself. Sure, sure. So I may have a stepdad in my life. I I felt like I had to kind of teach myself how to be. Mm-hmm. A man, and I had to wrestle with some stuff on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and just I think the call to ministry, the call to ministry, is what prevented me from becoming a statistic. Yeah, that's amazing. You mentioned a couple of things. Um, uh, a, fr- a dear friend of mine, Jeff um, Young, who took on that mission trip. Um, that help did youth initiate like that youth group was that a positive thing or yeah it was i mean jeff had been trying to reach out to me and get me to to start a bible club at my school mm-hmm. and i was like all right I, I i gave in senior year after god had spoken to me uh, but before i was like nah i'm okay <laughs> so he was relentless uh, yeah, i know jeff he, he's he a was, pit bull he was re- like yeah he, relentless he like, yeah. kept asking kept, kept asking, asking kept asking kept asking, kept asking. Um, yeah, <laughs> I kept going at it. <laughs> so you said up. school was hard for you when you were younger. Yeah. Did that, when did that switch? Like, I mean, or is it still a problem or like, yeah, like, I mean, even did you have a good experience in school, even going through, um, coming here in the U S and transitioning, I was always a slow kid. I was always a slow kid. And for the longest time, I kind of believed I was dumb. <laughs> oh, okay. So you had that mindset. Yeah, that was that was a fixed mindset. I'm like, man, I'm dumb. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, why am I not understanding, you know, what's being taught in class and so forth and so on. But somehow God allowed me to make it through uh, the academy years. But there was a bit of a switch. You know, like when I was a senior, you know, they're talking about college. When people talk about college, they they make it sound so terrifying. Oh. <laughs> so I was terrified. I'm like, am I even going to be able to handle right. college if I go to college? Right. Uh, <laughs> so when I went to college, it's just all of a sudden, like, I don't know what happened. There was just a switch. God somehow opened my mind and I began to understand what was being taught in class. Mm. 
Wow. Yeah. You know? So it just, it just, that was it. I, I, I attribute also to, I attribute that to also the laws of health, which I was applying huh. there at school. What does that mean? What is, uh, are, what are laws of health? You know, when you talk about the laws of health, often what comes to mind is new start. Okay. You know, nutrition, exercise, water, um, Oh, so it's like a, it's like an acronym. Yeah. Okay. So nutrition, exercise, water, water, um, sunshine, uh, temperance, air, rest, and trust in God. Hey, nice job. You passed. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, bam. So those principles are principles that you have and you've been putting into your. That I, I began putting in practice when I was in school. Wow, where did you and hear that from? Like, Heartland. I was I was in Heart. I was at Heartland. Okay, so this is in college. This is in college. So you went to Heartland College, mm-hmm. and that is that's that's not in Michigan. That's no, no, in that's in Virginia. Virginia. Okay, yeah. so you had a good experience there, and those you feel like those were big pieces. Those for were you. were big pieces. It began to unlock my mind to start understanding what was being taught in class. Right. Yeah, because for the longest time, I really did believe that I was not really smart. <laughs> oh, and that changed. Yeah, that that changed. Man. Yeah. Yeah, sh- switching over to to like I am I am, child of the king. I am somebody. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. wow. Okay. So you, um, you've talked to him just periodically, mm-hmm. and now you're. Uh, you've made a decision. How did you decide to go? Why were you going to Africa? Because you're you're about. You've not met him. Have you? Have you? Like your conversation were they video conferences or they're just no, no, not okay, at all. just phone or or yeah. uh, online. Okay, so audio messages. Yeah. So you've never seen the guy, right? Mm-hmm. And and so now you you make the decision you're going to go to Africa. Where do you go in Africa? Zambia. That's okay. where that's where he is. Um, so why did why did you choose him? Was that the reason? You're like, hey, I'm gonna go see my dad. Or? It, it was honestly, it wasn't even the main reason. Oh, uh, what was even, the main reason? Even in even in college, I still had um, a little bit of a <laughs> a little bit of bitterness because my sister was always like, hey, you know, dad is complaining that you're not talking to him. Oh, whatever, oh, oh, whatever. oh, so he's talking to your sisters? Yeah, my my sis, my oldest sister, in fact, is actually. My oldest sister loves my father. She's probably oh. the most loving person I've ever met in my life. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, very, very understanding. Um, yeah, she talked to him, even though they had some bad experiences together. Sure. But yeah, and she was like, hey, you're not talking to him, whatever, whatever. And I had my reasons and excuses. Uh-huh. Yeah. So yeah, um, I reached out to one of my buddies. We were talking about, you know, doing mission work. Okay, uh, so you want to you wanna go back? It was, in fact, it wasn't even going back to Zambia. We we said we want to go somewhere in Africa. Okay. So we're thinking Ethiopia. We're thinking Cameroon. We're thinking Nigeria. Plenty of opportunities. Yeah, yeah. plenty of opportunities. They were there, and we were like, yeah, let's go somewhere there. And all of those just didn't seem to work out. And wow. So door doors just getting closed. Getting closed. Wow. My my friend is from Zambia though, so. Okay. He so he's has, like, hey, we can we can go to Zambia. I'm like, yeah, let's go. And it didn't come to mind. Like, I wasn't thinking, oh, my dad is there. Like, I know my dad is there, but I wasn't thinking about, you know, seeing him or whatever. But then um, as we began to plan, that's when it... Well, for those other, for those that don't know about Zambia, it's a fairly large country, yeah, right? I mean, yeah. like, do you... I, I don't mean to put you on the spot. Like, how big is it? Do you... If you were to... I don't know if you know the numbers on population or, or size or... Ooh, I, I really I really don't really But it's, don't it's a large... It's a large country. It's a, it's a large country. Uh, in fact, even in in Adventism alone, uh, it's actually one of the fastest growing Adventist countries. Um, 
So you're like you're a Seventh Day Adventist. Seventh Day Adventist. And there's, is there more people? There's more Adventists in Zambia yeah, yeah. than the U.S. Right? I, I'm not certain. I'm not, I'm not certain. I'm not certain. I'm pretty certain. <laughs> <laughs> really? I'm not, I'm not I certain. Mean, Maybe we'll you know. throw a set up there. Uh, Alex uh, is gonna. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah. Like they're right in the mix. Uh, yeah. Perhaps. I think. I think. I, I heard from somebody saying that Zambia and Brazil are up there together. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. So I know they're baptizing a lot of people. Oh there. yeah, the, I mean, the, a lot of people are learning about Jesus out yeah. there. So, so you're going to go out there and you're going to do a. Uh, are you what, what are you doing? Is it a medical we're, trip? We're, or? we're doing a crusade, right? So okay, we're doing, we're doing 14 nights of preaching, uh, evangelistic series in a row. Uh, yeah, in a row, dude. In a so row, you're just gonna bam, 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 bam. In total, I think we preached like 17 sermons, <laughs> like in a row. 17 sermons, 14 days. Yeah. Now as a young guy in ministry, you're like, yeah, let's do it. You know, yeah. you're excited. No problem. <laughs> I've never done this what before. What were the topics? Were they just were they prophetic topics? Were they yeah. about life? Or? You know, we the the title of it was final events. Uh, oh, okay. Was, we were talking about final events. Okay, so how we, the world's gonna end? And... Basically, basically, we had some um, some touch ups on on Adventist doctrines. Some sure, ad, sure. some of the Adventist doctrines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So talking about Jesus is coming soon. This is what he said is going to happen before mm-hmm, he comes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, and so you're like, yeah, let's do it. Let's do so it. you're all set up. Still not processing your dad. Still not. No, no, not at all. In fact, um, I was talking to my sister, you know, talking about going to Zambia. And she was like, you need to tell the dad you're going. And I was like, no, I don't want, I don't want to tell him. <laughs> yeah. She was like, you need to tell him you're going. Oh, uh, so you're processing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And eventually, I think this was probably a week before I left. Okay. I'm like, hey, I'm coming to Zambia. I want to invite you to come to the crusade. Okay, so, okay, another cliffhanger. <laughs> Didn't mean it. Well, we're going to have to wrap it up for this this part. Uh, part three is you're, you're going to want, you have to, you, I mean, you're already in too. Come on. You got to you gotta see part three. Um, we're going to wrap it up. This is Man Talk. No challenge except to watch the next episode. Um, remember to love God, love each other, and duct tape fixes everything. <laughs> see you next next episode. 